Welcome back to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast, where as healthcare professionals, we create passive income online. We're trading in our scrubs for yoga pants, we're thinking outside of the box, aka the hospital, and we're figuring out how to make money online. And just in case you were wondering, yes, we are professionals, but we were raised on Tupac, so we making changes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. Hey, I'm Brianne Bell, registered nurse, health, wellness, and passive income advocate. Join me on this journey of breaking free from the hospital and taking control of your schedule to reconnecting with what matters most in life, to surrendering and letting Jesus take the will. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be inspired to grow outside of the hospital walls and learn all kinds of different ways you can make money online. I want to be able to help others, Mm -hmm. you know, that we can totally do that. And, you know, the, the wording that I use is, you know, that, that I help parents cut through the food and body drama Mm -hmm. because that's what we've done. We we've created a lot of drama. It's totally normal, by the way, drama is human. (laughs) That is normal. It's normal. But when it feels so heavy and painful, Mm -hmm. okay, we can address that. We can work on that. It doesn't have to be that way. I love that you've taken this direction because we we kind of chatted before we hopped on today, and I, you know we were talking about just being able to step into this online space and be able to be able to serve others and to make an impact way beyond the bedside. You know, inside mm-hmm. of your practice, you were seeing patients, you were checking all the boxes, you were following the protocols, you were doing all the things, but at the end of the day, you were left feeling like you didn't do your job because you knew that there was something, there was a piece that these parents were missing. Like something is not getting communicated here. And so as you realize that, and just with your experience with receiving coaching yourself and kind of walking through those things, you saw a need. And so just being able to step into the online space and be able to educate because as healthcare professionals, that's a lot of what we do is we're educators and we're teachers. And so if you can really bring it back to that and be able, being able to show up in this online space to be able to teach someone something, something to be able to educate, because I think in patient care, that's especially inside of the hospital, it's a, the big piece that we're missing is that educational piece. And whether we're, we have our patient load is, you know, I mean, busting at the seams, we're unable, we're trying to do a hundred things and we can do nothing that feels like we're making an impact or doing any anything that makes a difference. We're just checking the boxes. And so being able to be able to help families like you're doing it, just, I think you're able to serve and you're able to make an impact outside of the box, outside of, you know, something that may be traditional and you're able to educate parents, families in this area that, you know, you saw a need, like people are struggling with dealing with these weight issues. And I think I, um, on your website, you kind of told the story of the mom who was concerned about her daughter having a high BMI. I mean, it's a number that in the medical field we go by and, you know, I weigh 135 pounds and I'm on the high side of my BMI because I'm 5'2". And it's like, but 
there would be no way that I would consider myself obese or near obese. You know what I mean? So I think that there's um, other parameters that need to be educated on. And so I love that you're able to do that inside of your coaching practice and be able to help parents just kind of walk through that. And I mean, this is a huge point to make is that, I mean, our country is in, in an obesity. I mean, they call it an epidemic, but I think it's a pandemic. I mean, people are dying um, because they're obese. And now we have our kids that are obese and it's just increasing by the day. And that can be a whole nother podcast. Good grief. I was going to say, we are opening that (laughs) up. Oh my goodness. So, but here's the thing. Um, so uh, yeah, no, (laughs) I love it. There is so much we can talk about. So so many ways that we have approached BMI and weight in the medical office. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell you, as I, I hear you talking about the word educate, and I got to tell you what changed for me is when I started listening to what are these families educating me on and like just kind of switching it back that I don't know that it's all that we have the answers in medicine. Cause I think we've done a lot of things that are really misguided, like with our approach to BMI, the mm-hmm. emphasis that we're putting on these, these numbers, even the assumption that living in a larger body means you're going to have health consequences. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. We're, we're making a jump there to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it's not a direct correlation. And it's something though, that we're now fearing Mm-hmm. wait, we're fearing it. And unfortunately what we fear, we focus on, mm-hmm. we focus on so much and, you know, looking at over the, the years, as we have increased concerns about waistline and, you know, what kind of eating patterns folks have, but also just the focus, the focus on, on weight, I, it's not helping our families. Mm-hmm. It's not helping our kids, not helping our kids. And so I look back at, well, what is the relationship that we have with food, with exercise? I totally call it movement. I don't call it exercise. Nobody likes exercise, but, (laughs) but like, you know, that, that relationship we have with our bodies and, and the movement, and then how are we working on those relationships that we have with each other? Cause ultimately what is the most important thing? Is it the number on the scale? Is it what size pants you wear? Where do you focus? Yeah. Yeah. And so we've, we've just, our focus has just been in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, you know, our, I'm thinking as a medical community, as parents, as society, like it makes sense. But as we can see that we can start addressing it and just kind of shifting that focus just a little bit every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of diet culture, whether it be you're, you were raised in a family that your mother struggled with her weight or they're all, so it's a generational thing. And so like with, with what you're doing, I think it's so impactful because it does that, like it changes generations. Like I always say, if you can change a mom, like if you can get the mom to change her mindset, to change her focus, to, to change, then you can impact generations because the mom is primarily the heart of the home. And, you know, especially in this area of like, you're thinking nutrition, you know, moving your body, thinking about exercising. And and so like getting the mom to focus 
on the, the, the right pieces and really to get into a healthy relationship with nutrition and food and what she's feeding her family and what she's prioritizing as far as, you know, am I letting my, my kid spend hours a day on, on the iPad or am I getting outside and kicking the soccer ball with them or whatever? So it's getting them to kind of shift their perspective on that. And so I think through that, you change your kids and then that's a life lesson that they'll take with them. And so as they take that with them, then it impacts their kids and then their kids. And so I think it's, you know, just a big piece of the puzzle when you can change that mom and really make an impact in her life for her to make that impact on her family because they take that with them forever. Well, and, and I keep on thinking about how much the focus has been on the individual child. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pediatrician. My patient is the child, mm-hmm. but you know, when we're trying to change their weight, when we're trying to change what they're eating, change the way that they're moving, what we're doing is we're sending the message to the child that what you're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. that there's something broken mm-hmm. and you know, that, that you need to be fixed. Oh, no, no, no. There is nothing ever wrong with the child that the child doesn't actually have to change a thing, mm-hmm. which I know like from the medical perspective is like, Oh, but hold on a minute. But what about, mm-hmm. but, but just looking at it from that, that um, perspective of what if the child doesn't have to change, but I, as the parent mm-hmm. get to help him embrace where he is right now, accept his body exactly where it is right now. Mm-hmm. Not because we're saying that it has to change, but I also, as a parent get need, whatever we want to say, you know, need to accept him as he is right now as well, mm-hmm. which is huge because you know, as we're looking at, you know, that, you know, through the lens of weight, well, oh, but I have concerns about his health over time. If he's carrying extra weight on his body, well, how can I embrace him right here, right now? And then we can work together. We can, you know, I, I, as a parent can model, we Mm -hmm. can, you know, model the changes, the health, where we want to direct this together as a whole family, which is why it's totally family in focus. Um, (laughs) but, but it's really looking at again, exactly what you're saying. The parent is like the hub. Mm -hmm. The hub, the parent sets the tone, creates Mm -hmm. the environment. And so that's where, if there's something that needs to change in the home, it totally starts with us. Yes. Absolutely. Totally starts with us. We know like our kids, they will learn so much more by watching you than listening to you. Like (laughs) the words that come out of your mouth. If you tell them to do something, they're (laughs) going to be like, uh, no, that's not what you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that is ripe for pushback. Yeah. But when, when you do it right alongside, or even if they see you without even having to say something about it, that is so strong. And that's all those things that we internalize as we grow up, you know, like all those different, like generational beliefs that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the things that, um, our approach to clearing our plates when we eat and, you know, mm-hmm. the way that we eat, well, so much of that is what we've witnessed and yep. we've just taken that as the truth. Yeah. That is the way it is. Yeah. That's what you've witnessed. Well, yeah. you can use that to your benefit too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My boys are 10 and eight and my 10 year old is, he's not a healthy eater. He's not a good, like when it comes to trying new things, he's very resistant. 
my eight-year-old, he's, you know, I mean, he's a good eater. He eats all the fruits, vegetables, all the things. He's very willing to try things. And so that's been a real struggle for me with my oldest is just that trying to get him to understand and to be open-minded enough and to really understand why, why are you resistant to trying things? Like, is it like, what is going on? Like, is it just that it's a power struggle? Is it that it's a texture thing? Like really getting, again, digging into the root cause, like what is causing you to be resistant to try things? I'm like, you're 10 years old. Like we've got to figure something out. And so I finally, I sat him down one day and I'm like, and you can give me your honest (laughs) professional advice if I did this right or wrong or your feedback. I'm totally open to feedback, but I was like, okay. I said, buddy, I said, we have to figure out a way. I said, you've got to start trying new things. I said, I understand that it can be scary for you. Can you help me understand why you don't want to try new things? And we kind of got through it and it was, he's scared. He doesn't want to throw up. That's what he told me. And I said, well, what makes you think that you're going to throw up if you try something new? Well, if I don't like it. And I said, okay, well, let's start out by maybe I said, how about this? I said, pick three days a week. And we're going to, we're going to make a chart and we're going to try something new three days a week. You can pick the days. I kind of gave him some space here to be able to be in control of when he wanted to do it. And so I said, pick three days. I was like, and I offered, I was like, we can do like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you want to try something new, he's like, no, I want to do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm like, cool. All right. We'll do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I said, but the deal is you have to, when I put something on your plate, you have to try a bite of it. And so, and then again, I gave him some autonomy here and said, you can choose the thing that you want to try. Like if you want to try a green bean, if you would like to try a piece of lettuce, or if you would like to try, I don't know, a black bean or an edamame or whatever. So I gave him some, some autonomy there, like for him to be able to choose. And so we've been doing it and it's been going okay. I mean, I feel like he has, um, been been more open-minded to trying things now it's always I don't like that that's gross you know what I mean like that's always the response it's never like oh okay like I could eat that kind of thing so in that I'm like okay now that we're making a little bit of progress and I and I told him I said buddy I said I don't expect that you're gonna like it the first time I was like but you do realize that it takes about seven times to try something before you can figure out if you like it or not. And I said, there are certain things that mommy doesn't like. You know, I don't like Brussels sprouts. I've tried them several times, but I just don't care for them. Daddy doesn't like cauliflower. He's tried it several times and he doesn't like it. So I understand that there are going to be things that you don't like, but you have to give them a chance. And you can't just say, no, I don't like that after trying it one time. So... Oh, it is so much fun. (laughs) No, it's so much fun because I mean, that's the thing that we're learning how to best help them. Yeah. Like that whole thing, like my my kids are teaching me how to parent them. I'm not teaching them anything. Like seriously, they're, they're teaching me how to help them. And so it's, it's funny, like it comes up in my mind all the time, but my response to everything is of course which totally changes everything. So as he's saying, Hey, you know, I don't want to do this. I'm afraid that, you know, that I won't like it. I'm afraid that I might puke, you know, of course, of course, when we're afraid of something, we don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. 
And when you said that, I was thinking, but what if you love it? Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a totally different thing. Like we, when we ask ourselves these questions, well, you know, what if I'm going to not like it? What if I'm going to get sick? What, you know, all of these, what ifs mm-hmm. that are all like protective. Yeah. Oh, it totally makes sense. Of course he doesn't want to try anything else, mm-hmm. but it's because he's asking himself that question and we can't tell him, well, you got to stop asking that question yeah. because of course it's going to be like, yeah, but you know, Hey, what if this is the, you know, time that you really start enjoying it? What if this is the new food mm-hmm. that you never knew was out there? What if, Oh, check this out. What if we finally found a way that Brussels sprouts are amazing. <laughs> By the way, I totally like detested Brussels sprouts. Oh my God. As a kid growing up, my mom would boil them and they would just smell up the house. My sister of all people one year made roasted Brussels sprouts. Oh my goodness gracious. They are amazing. I am hooked totally hooked, but it wasn't because I kept on trying the Brussels sprouts over and over again. I just tried it a different way. Go figure. It's crazy. But that's the thing where it, it makes sense. Of course, his mindset is no, I, I want to protect myself. I might puke. Well, I think we all want to protect ourselves from that. <laughs> so it, it's just amazing. And that's where, you know, when we ask the right questions, of our kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I think so much of it, it is asking them questions. It's not telling them. Um, because again, the more I tell my kids what to do, mm-mm, not going to work out well, but when I can ask them and try to understand them mm-hmm. totally with the approach of trying to understand, not trying to ask those questions to, to just to try to get them to do something, but to really understand where it's coming from, it opens up new doors not for them to change, but for me to understand. Mm -hmm. And that's that whole thing where I get to look at, well, how can I help them? How can I support them? And in in this scenario, I'm thinking of the, the, you know, thoughts of like, how can I help him explore? How can I help him feel safe? How can I help him you know, with modeling different foods or sampling or, you know, whatever it is, as opposed to a very normal thought, which is how can I change this? How can I make him eat more? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. What you said about like him protecting himself and being afraid and a light bulb went off. It's like, okay, like, yeah, I don't want to throw up either. So if that's a, that's a worry and I'm scared, then I'm not going to do that. So just really, I think asking the questions to understand, you know, where they're coming from is a great tip to, to kind of explore that, to get curious as a parent to understand why maybe they're, they're not just being defiant or they're not just displaying this behavior because of what you're thinking, the reason that they're displaying, there's a concern. And so I think just being curious about like, what is their thought process? Where is this coming from? Is it coming from a place of fear? And so really exploring that and, you know, helping him walk through that and really just asking the right questions and, you know, kind of changing and, you know, flipping the, the script a little bit. And what if this is your new favorite food? 
or what if you end up really liking this or so yeah I like that you have to start coaching him a little bit through that <laughs> but it only starts with us because he doesn't yeah, have to change does. a thing yeah it's really just kind of helping tailor our approach to what's going on right now and you know there's it's so often that they they talk about like kids with challenging or difficult behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the behaviors are just coming from, you know, they, there's some kind of an unmet need, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is it that we can understand about, you know, the emotions that are driving those behaviors? Well, it sounds like there's fear here. Like how can we explore that as opposed to trying to change the behavior? And it's not trying to change his feelings. It's totally not trying to change it. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, feelings are there. You know, like we, that, that's what's so magical about us as humans. We've got the full array of feelings, yeah. but, but how can we help support and figure out, well, what is that? The missing link is what is that need that's not being addressed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I love all of that. I, um, I think we could probably talk for hours, <laughs> oh, but I would like to write my dogs up. looking at the background. Like you're still talking. What's up? I'm like, Oh dude, honey, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, I do want you to share with listeners that are listening where they can find you. If they want to connect with you, if they want to, if they're dealing with issues inside of dealing with families and and the weight issues surrounding that. And then also if they're just curious about like your coaching business, um, if you can tell them where they can find you. And then also if, if I have a listener that is struggling with this weight issue in this relationship with food, I know you have some resources that can really help them to create that healthy relationship with food and focusing on the whole family aspect of it. So if you'll please share those with my listeners as well. Oh my goodness. I I will keep it brief as brief as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Absolutely. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect, but also I can totally help. So I have on my website, uh, two different um, kind of avenues to take. So my website is www. <laughs> it's uh, dot Wendy Okay. There with me. It's W E N D Y S C H O F E R M D.com. <laughs> There's only one of me, as long as you get the C in there, it's pretty darn solid. But anyway, if you go to my website, um, you will see all about my programs with family and focus, as far as having um, one-on-one coaching, having uh, links to my podcast. Uh, so family and focus with Wendy show for MD. And then I also have those free resources as well to get you started just to kind of see like, Hey, how can I start exploring these relationships at home. And then if you want to dive in further, there's links there, connect with me, go there. I also have a separate page, which right now is called physicians, (laughs) but um, it's actually something that I'm migrating over to medical professionals in general. And it's about, it's kind of sharing all these ways that we're expanding our enjoyment Mm -hmm. of what we do, our lives, by focusing on those relationships as well. And so the way that I have really made it this career, what I want, I'm still clinically practicing Mm -hmm. on my terms. Mm -hmm. I'm creating the business of my dream uh, dreams on my terms. 
-hmm. And I've got all of this bandwidth for my family to really enjoy them. And that's where, you know, that separate angle is there to be able to help others do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel like we have so many parallels. I mean, that, that's the mission of this whole podcast is to be able to help the nurse, help the healthcare professional, be able to really take control of their schedule so they can focus on the things that matter most in life. And so, you know, what I'm hearing over and over is just that freedom, that flexibility to be able to work when you want to work, to be able to have the time to spend with your family. And so just, I love that, you know, you're kind of transitioning into that, that space as well, because I think it's so needed just with the climate of healthcare right now and just the burnout and all the things. Right. So I, I love that you mentioned that at the end. And if any of my listeners find that you're in that space, please reach out to Wendy and, you know, I'm sure you'll accept and freely <laughs> talk to anyone that wants to reach out. So thank you so much. Wendy. Can I throw one more thing in there? Yeah, I, oh, it, it, I know we're totally going over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing, like, to be very honest with you, I have decided that, that my currency, like what really brings me joy is finding the fun. Mm-hmm. And so I got to tell you, I've looked for that. Okay. Like I, I have very long days at work. Okay. But I keep on looking for the fun at work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm the one bringing the fun. Okay. Nobody comes to see me right now. I'm working in urgent care. Nobody comes in to urgent care because they're having the best day of their lives. (laughs) And so I decided that I, this is what motivates me. This is what engages me. This is where I love to practice. And so I bring that fun with me into the office. Oh, we are joking around, like (laughs) all of it. Like we're having fun. That's what works for me. Mm -hmm. Totally works for me. Guess what? It also works for my patients too. Mm -hmm. Because when we are in our zone of genius, it works for everybody. It it just, you know, that ripple effect, like you're talking about with the parent and Mm -hmm. rippling out to the family. Well, the same thing works around our colleagues as well. Ripple effect. So there you go. There's my secret. (laughs) I love it because it's the intentionality of behind choosing how you're going to show up, you know, and choosing how you're going to show up. If you're going to show up as your best self and you're going to bring that fun and that excitement to work, you know, there's another layer of that where you have to invest in yourself. You have to, to do these things so you can show up as your best self, right? So it's like, if you want to bring those to the table, then you're going to have to invest in yourself as well and be able to be intentional about how you're going to show up and just create that ripple effect because, you know, you never know whose day you're going to change. You never know, like, especially being in, in urgent care, like you never know what's going to walk through the door, but it's just that intentionality behind showing up excited, fun, engaging, and just to be able to make those connections and create that environment, right? Like that's like you create your own environment. And so I love that you mentioned that, that being your secret. It just matters that I created it myself. (laughs) I don't care what it does for anybody else. Yes. Uh, To be very honest with you, it starts with me. And I know that that it does have an effect, but I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. It is not selfish for us all to say that. What is it that we do that invests in ourselves? Mm-hmm. The other people will benefit when mm-hmm. we figure out that we can do that for ourselves first. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on today, Wendy. It was amazing. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I've had such a blast. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, thank you. Hey, real quick, before you go, if you enjoyed today's show, make sure you go over to Apple iTunes and hit subscribe. This way you'll get notified when all of the new episodes air. And if you've been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, or you just want to say thank you, be sure to take a screenshot and share it over on the gram, post it up in your stories and tag me at Brianne, it's B-R-I-A-N-N-E underscore Bell, B-E-L-L. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm so grateful for you guys. Until next time. If you like my mom's podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a review.